You're listening to the podcast Bible Companion series by author P.H. Thompson. This is a chronological Bible study going chapter by chapter, discovering Christ in all of Scripture. This is Leviticus chapter 1. Verse 1. The book of Leviticus is linked back to the book of Exodus. At the end of Exodus, God's glory fills the tabernacle. The king is now seated on his throne and begins to issue commands to his servants. Verse 1 says God called to Moses and spoke to him from the tent of meeting. This would be his audible voice from above the ark in the Holy of Holies. God's presence is now in their midst, in the tabernacle. God tells Moses to relay this message to the Israelites. They are to understand what it is they are doing and why. As creator, God has the right to command how he is to be worshipped. Our job is to obey. The fact that we kick against this reveals the rebellion and depravity in our hearts. Verses 2 through 17, the burnt offering. The remainder of the chapter spells out the laws concerning sacrifices. People had to offer sacrifices since the time of Cain and Abel, but now the specific animals to be sacrificed, how it is to be done, and why is explained. Instructions are given to the people and priests. After hearing God's law, the Israelites had promised, we will do everything the Lord has said. They would be here for a month, hearing the details of the law and beginning to obey. First they are told that whenever anyone among them brings an offering to the Lord, it is to be taken from either the herd or the flock. These would include cattle, sheep and goats. This would tell them that only domesticated farm animals, rather than wild animals, were to be sacrificed. Some pagans sacrificed horses, donkeys, dogs, pigs or camels, as well as rabbits, deer, other beasts or birds of prey. Israel was not to be like them. The animal was to be from his own herd or flock, or he'd have to purchase it. The burnt offering is described first because they were the most frequent offering done twice a day in the morning and evening, which was at 3 p.m. They were also sacrificed every Sabbath, on the first day of the month, and at special feasts. The burnt offering, because it was completely consumed by fire, except for minor parts like the skin of a bull or the crop and feathers of a bird, represented complete dedication to the Lord, repentance for sins committed, and a desire to be purged from the guilt of sin. Depending on the wealth of the individual, various animals could be used. The most costly is mentioned first, the least costly last. These would be bulls, sheep or goats, or birds. Later on, the singing of psalms would be associated with this offering. An important aspect of any offering is that it must be without blemish. To avoid this, the priest would inspect the animals first for any defect or deformity. They may have had some way to mark these animals as approved for sacrifice. Burnt offerings must be males without blemish, which would represent the choicest of the flock or herd. It was brought to the door of the courtyard to the tabernacle, close to the altar of burnt offering. Even required offerings were to be given of the free will of the one making the offering. God desired their heart to be in it. Before it was sacrificed, the person was to place his hands on the animal's head. This symbolic gesture pictured the transfer of the person's sins to the animal about to be killed. It likely included a prayer of repentance and a request for forgiveness. 
This way, the person would associate themselves with the sacrifice, acknowledging that sin brought the punishment of death, and this animal was dying as his or her substitute. If there were no sacrifices, they'd have to pay for the sin themselves. If it was done in this way, the person was assured it would be accepted and would make atonement for him. Atonement is reparation for an offense or injury. In this case, our sins have offended a holy God and the substitutionary death of an animal in place of the sinner satisfied God's anger against sin for a time. It carries the idea that because of the sacrifice, there is now peace between the offender and God, and they are reconciled. It also carries the idea of covering sin, much like the clothing God made to cover Adam and Eve in the garden. Psalm 32.1 says, Blessed is the one whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. It is sometimes called at one making use of the word itself to describe it. Then the person themselves will kill the animal, usually by slitting its throat, and the priests would take the blood and sprinkle it all around on the altar. Then he'd skin the animal and cut it to pieces. His sons would light the fire and lay the parts of the animal on the altar, including the fat. But the entrails and legs would be washed with water, removing any blood or excrement. The priest would then allow the animal to burn. The Israelites would always smell the burning carcasses. This would be acceptable to God. Being described as an offering made by fire, which was a sweet aroma to the Lord, this was similar to the offering made by Noah after the flood. A similar process would be done if the animal offered was a sheep or goat. If the offering was a bird, like a turtle dove or a young pigeon, it would not be cut up. It would only have its head removed and its blood drained at the side of the altar. This one was killed by the priest. The crop, which was the place in the bird's neck where food was stored, and its feathers were placed beside the altar where the ashes were kept. They'd be removed out of the camp. This was similar to God's original covenant with Abraham, where the animals were cut in two, but the birds were kept whole. In Genesis 15. Scarlet Threads so what scarlet threads or hints of Jesus Christ or the Gospels do we find in this chapter? As we studied in Exodus 29, the animals sacrificed must be males without defect. Jesus was the sinless, sacrificial Lamb of God bearing our sins. This ceremony was performed at the door of the tabernacle, symbolizing being done before the Lord. This would remind the worshipper that they are unworthy to enter into God's presence without sacrifice. Jesus is the door or gate to God. The sacrifices were done by those in the Aaronic priesthood. This continued throughout the Old Covenant. But Jesus is a high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek in the New Covenant. God also turned sinners into priests by washing away their guilt, clothing them with righteousness, and anointing them for fellowship with him, all by sacrifice. We are now a kingdom of priests, offering spiritual sacrifices, ourselves, praise, thanksgiving, financial gifts, and prayer. Those bringing sacrifices must bring them willingly. We are to give willingly and cheerfully as well. They were only giving back to God what he had first blessed them with. Anything we offer to God is also because he has blessed us. The person had to lay their hands on the head of the sacrifice 
symbolically transferring their sins to it before it died in their place and identifying with it. Our sins were borne by Jesus on the cross. Blood had to be spilled in order to atone for sin. We are redeemed not with the blood of bulls or goats, but by the precious blood of Jesus, which takes away our sins once and for all, negating the need for further animal sacrifices. The blood was splashed against the altar. Sprinkling of blood represents the cleansing of our conscience. The sacrificial animals were killed and burned completely. Jesus' sacrifice was complete. He really died. We are to give ourselves wholly to God as living sacrifices. The burnt offering is described as a sweet aroma, an offering made by fire to the Lord. Jesus' sacrifice is described in the same way by Paul, and walk in the way of love just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Our good works are also called a sweet-smelling sacrifice. If these things were done as prescribed, they were assured of forgiveness. We are assured of forgiveness because of Jesus' sacrifice on our behalf. Poor people were allowed to bring burns, birds as a burnt offering. Jesus' parents were poor, and they brought turtle doves when they took Jesus to the temple for the first time. You've been listening to the Bible Companion series by author P.H. Thompson. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and comment. Continue listening for Leviticus chapter 2. May God bless the study of his word.